Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more. And the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, Lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, high school national championship, college national championship, and the college bracket event, leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are. And for more information about how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. Now, the best way to communicate with the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash Bass or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the Anglers tab at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 Fishing and we have a great deal for you right now. The Gerald Swindle Design Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 Reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. Now I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Get 20% off with the code BASSRADIO20. On the show today, we are covering a pretty wide gambit. I mean, one of the biggest names the sport has ever known, one of the biggest current names in the sport, and an up-and-comer who has the potential to be a huge name all in one show. Greg Hackney will compete in his 18th Classic this year, and the only thing he hasn't won in his career is a Classic. And at age 50, he feels as competitive as ever. He's coming up later on in the show. Bill Dance is 83 years old and still going strong. He is on today as well to talk about the Bill Dance Signature Lakes in his beloved Tennessee. Of course, Bill is always a treat. But first up is one of the rising young stars of the Elite Series, fourth in a Rookie of the Year standings last season, 17th in the AOI, Canadian Cooper Gallant, who I thought I would find with an ice auger in his hand, but he's actually joining us now from Louisiana, and he is on the VMC hook. Coop, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Can you imagine that? Appreciate it big time. Hackney now going into his 18th Classic. I mean, you're one year into your Elite Series uh, career, and you'll, you'll be fishing the Classic, of course, uh, finishing 17th in the AOI stands. But can you imagine 18 Classics? I mean, that's it sounds like a lot. I mean, that's pretty cool th- deal right there for a guy that's only 50 years old. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. That's a lot of... A lot of classics and a lot of bass caught from that guy, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, uh, Bill Dance, who's coming up after you. So, you know, no pressure on you, but we got the great Bill Dance coming up next. So you need to be pretty strong here. I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell us why you're in Louisiana, first of all, because uh, I I expected to catch you in a snowbank somewhere. Uh, Not that that all throughout the Mid-South this week it has been so cold, but uh, what, what are you doing in Louisiana? Yeah, I'm doing, uh, like you mentioned, it's it's super cold on the south, too. I think it's the first time I've left Ontario, started driving south, and the further south I got, it got colder. <laughs> I think that's the first time that's ever happened to me. But, uh, yeah, I'm in Louisiana right now. I'm doing a little pre-practicing for the first stop of the Elite Series next year, which is on Toledo Bend. Mm -hmm. Never been here before, so just driving around the lake, checking things out, uh, doing a little bit of idling and just getting the an idea of how the lake lays out and just, just seeing the land. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that about the cold. I, I'm from the Finger Lakes area, and I say this to people, and I don't know if they fully understand it. I don't know if I fully understand it. But 15 degrees in the south feels colder than 15 degrees up north. For some reason, maybe because 15 degrees up north is like a regular day, and down here it's it's, it's bitter cold, but it, it just it just feels different. It's like a different kind of 15 degrees, if you know what I mean. 
Oh, I know exactly what you mean. It's definitely, you always hear people say it's a different cold, and it is for sure. It's definitely, you can't even describe it. It's just a different cold. <laughs> yeah, no, there is no doubt about it. Yeah. It is uh, definitely a different cold. Let's talk about the season that was. I mean, goodness gracious, 17th in the AOI, and it's only good for fourth in the rookie of the year. What a rookie class you came in with, starting with Joey Cifuentes, who who took home two blue trophies. I mean, what what an amazing class of rookies it was this past year. Isn't that crazy? I remember halfway through the season, I'm looking up the standings, and I was like, I was still in the running halfway through the season, mm-hmm. and then like three quarters of the way through the season, like Joey's already got two wins, and then like I think I was in fourth for. The, the last quarter of the season and I started doing the math and I'm like, I don't think it's physically possible for me <laughs> even to get rookie of the year anymore. Like Joey had two wins and all his other finishes were incredible. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty wild. I think three of us, I think three of the rookies were in the top 10 in points or something. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah incredible, incredible rookie season. And, they definitely didn't make it easy on me to try and get that rookie of the year. <laughs> no, I, I hear that. And you opened the season at Okeechobee about as far away as you can get from your home in Ontario, and you finished 16th. You know, you, you you make the Saturday cut, pick up the ten grand, and you had to be thinking, oh, this is no big deal. I can compete with these guys. This is a piece of cake. Yeah, going into that tournament, I'm like, for me, like I always want a good start. Like momentum for me is like so key, like going to – to, to every season, I always pray to have a good first event just mm-hmm. to get the momentum going, have that confidence there. And yeah, going in Okeechobee, I ended up, I think I was on the top, but I ended up 16th. But yeah, I was like, oh, this is easy, but it definitely is not easy. No. It's a grind. It's been a grind all year. Um, but man, I love the grind. That's what it's all about. Yeah, well, and, and you, you know, you were rolling along, um, middle of the pack, middle of the pack, making the Saturday cuts, you know, which was a uh, a critical thing to do, and 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 moving up in the points, and then you kind of hit that wall uh, at Lay Lake and at the Sabine River. I mean, you know, two different kind of fisheries, maybe than what you've been used to in the past, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you kind of slide in the uh, in the standings a little bit, knowing that you're going up north. You finish strong up north, but you know, Lay. Lake and and Sabine did you did you feel that those were going to be real challenges for you or were you surprised that you didn't do better at those places um I really didn't have I kind of treat every event the same like I just for me like the event just seems to be a grind so like I knew both of those were going to be grinders but they ended up being like major major grinders like Sabine was with that being said though like I love grinder tournaments I love Mm -hmm. those tournaments where you're getting like five to 10 bites. Yeah. Like I, I love those tournaments. So I was kind of excited for the Sabine, you know, I heard, I heard like you catch a lot, but like to catch keepers is hard. And if you catch five to 15 keepers a day, you'll have a pretty good tournament. So I was pretty excited for that one. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just couldn't really get on to anything, made some bad decisions. Um, went right when I should have went left, um, lost some key fish, but like, that's just how it is. That's fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after those two events, I wasn't worried, but I like, part of me was like, I better catch him in the North because if I don't, I'm not going to make the classic and going back to the whole thing about momentum. Like I really wanted to have a good first year. I wanted to finish good in points. So, and, and three quarters of the way through the season, like we were saying, like I was kind of out of it for rookie of the year. So three quarters of the way through the season, I started shifting my gears more toward let's just have a solid year. Let's. Yeah. Do the best we can, gain as many points as we can, and finish the year off strong, get some good points, make the classic. Um, that way it just sets up sets me up a little bit better moving into my second year on the elites. Yeah, making those classics is a big deal. I mean, and you look at the list of guys that missed the classic this year. I mean, goodness gracious. It's like an all star cast of guys that will be working the floor day one, uh, you know, at the uh, uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic, of course, being based out of Tulsa. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So you come out of the Sabine. By the way, you were my pick. We did a big preseason show, uh, you know, at Bassmaster.com. You were my pick for rookie of the year, and I was feeling really good. You know, and then see Fuente starts winning tournaments like crazy, and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be yeah. tough." And you you hit this wall here, but everybody knew that you were going to come out like a train. You go to St. Clair, you fourth at St. Clair, 18th at uh, Lake Champlain, 18th at the St. Lawrence River. So that had to give you some good confidence. You make some nice checks coming down the stretch, and uh, and that had me make you feel pretty good going into your off season. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know this, and and everyone does. Like us as anglers, like we always want to do better. But looking back at the last season, finished up 17th in points. Um, I mean, I can't complain. Like like I said, it's super important for me um, when it comes to thinking about things mentally moving into the next season. Have, knowing I had a good first season, it just mm. it just that momentum is super important for me. And uh, yeah, I'm thankful. Uh, Tom, I had a I had a great season my first year on the elite. Met some incredible people, learned a bunch, and I'm um, ha- really really happy with how it all turned out. And uh, here's to hoping we can have a, a better better season this coming up season. I'm really looking forward to it. Cooper Gallant has been our guest. Coop, I appreciate you so much. I really have a lot of confidence that you are going to have a great year coming up. And uh, enjoy the practice. Try to stay out of the cold a little bit. And uh, at the very least, we'll see you in Tulsa. Sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That's Cooper Glant. You know, that young man has all the right stuff. I remember talking to Dave Mercer about him and, and talking to the other guys out of Canada as well about Cooper Gallant and saying, hey, tell me a little bit more about this kid after he had qualified for the elites. And everybody to a man said, watch that guy. He is a stud. And he showed it early on. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Well, speaking of studs, how about Bill Dance? He's got the Bill Dance Signature Lakes now in the state of Tennessee. It has uh, been a wild success, and he's very, very involved in it and we're going to talk to him next the great bill dance coming up next on phoenix boats bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network at phoenix boats everyone has a passion for bass fishing from the founder and elite series pro gary klaus down to the guy who affixes the final decal gary says this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the phoenix today our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers when i toured the plant it was clear that phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none i'm tom abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Five fish for 22 pounds even, becoming a two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Hi, I'm Gerald Swindle, Bassmaster member. I don't care if I'm in California, Oregon, or France. If I see a bass sticker in a window of a truck or a car, I got something in common with that person. Why don't you come and join me and you be a member? Get these free gifts when you join today, a $50 value. Go to Bassmaster.com slash join and become a member of America's leading bass fishing organization. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. The 2024 St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series is set to be the biggest ever. From increased payouts for the pros to Bassmaster Live coverage of Championship Saturday for all nine events, the 2024 season promises to be great. The top nine EQ anglers will once again punch their ticket to the Elite Series, and event winners earn a berth in the 2025 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic, providing they fish to three events in a given division. And for co-anglers, this is the best value in all of fishing. $475 to fish two days with a pro, and you are competing only against other co-anglers for a tremendous prize purse as well. Registration is now open, but you have to act fast to get your spot locked in. This year's schedule will take anglers from Florida to Minnesota and many great destinations in between. Plus, the off-limits restriction has been reduced to two weeks, so you don't have to lose much time on your home waters. For more information on the St. Croix Bassmaster open schedule and registration, plus payouts and other key information, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the tournament tab and then select opens. See you on the water. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. 
Yeah, welcome back. Phoenix Boats Bass, Master Radio. And what a treat this is now. I've had this opportunity in the past. I had Bill Dance on uh, back when I used to do a show called Southern Bass Radio. And he set a record. He went 23 minutes on one answer. Uh, it was about the, the, how he got the power <laughs> T hat. And then Jimmy Houston came along and broke Bill's record going 25 minutes on one answer of a question. So we're not going to have that much time with him. But uh, what, a, what a great time to be able to have Bill Dance on to talk about the Bill Dance Signature Lakes throughout the state of Tennessee. This has been something that is near and dear to Bill Dance's heart. And he joins us now on the VMC Hook. Bill, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, my friend. I'm snowed in. Yeah. I'm getting bored. I've been in the house three days. But besides well, that, I'm doing great. Well, you know, uh, I live over here on, on, a, on a lake that you called your home lake when you were growing up at Tim's Ford Lake in southern Tennessee. And uh, another couple of nights like this, we'll be able to experience. I'm going to have to get an auger. We'll do a little ice fishing over here. I mean, it is absolutely brutal. What a week of cold temperatures all, all throughout the south that it has been and throughout of course the midwest as well it's uh, brutal but uh, we'll have to check out what we'll you'll have to do a video on ice fishing in tennessee if it gets like stays like well, this only, I, I don't think i can hit the hole from my truck <laughs> I know, I found, <laughs> another thing I, I don't know how to work a buzz bait or a crankbait <laughs> in an ice hole so i kind of gave up with it I, I grew up in the Finger Lakes and never did it. I mean, I did it one time just to say I did it and went out. You know, my buddies were all like, oh, you got to try this. And I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. This makes zero sense whatsoever to sit in this hut and drill this hole and scoop that ice out of there and everything else. But uh, who knows? Uh, you know, our, our earlier guest, Cooper Gallant, is from Canada. So maybe he, you know, he, he loves that kind of stuff, although he's in Louisiana right now. So that's kind of smart on uh, on his part. Um, let's talk about this a little bit. These Bill Dance uh, signals. Signature Lake uh, deal and and uh, eighteen of them throughout uh, the state of Tennessee, and this wasn't something where they just said, "Hey, we want to put your name on this deal," and you, you know you signed off on it and licensed it. This was something you have been involved in. Everybody I've talked to have told me that Bill Dance has been very involved in and in what needs to be done at these various places in terms of habitat and and everything else. Just talk about your passion for this uh, this program. Well, you know. Time, it really started uh, with uh, the sole purpose uh, was Governor Lee wanted to do something to attract attention to these uh, uh, economic areas across the state. Uh, but the sole purpose, really, what he wanted to do is help the poor economic areas uh, across the state of Tennessee by, uh, I guess, dramatically improving chosen lakes above and below the water like uh, bathrooms, launching ramps, concessions, uh, concession buildings, and plus keeping these waters fertile and well-stocked. That's, that's the key. So visitors can come and catch healthy fish every time they go. Now, governor Lee, we've got a great governor. Governor Lee believes strongly in helping these distressed areas, and he truly believes these lakes will help generate better income uh, for the communities, uh, around these bodies of water, so mm -hmm. the, that's the that's the gist of it. And working now uh, on this lake trail, uh, I've got the support and help of the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, Governor Lee, and the state of Tennessee. And what we're trying to do is what I said, you know, help these distressed areas, but to make some of these lakes uh, just prime fishing waters. Uh, keeping them well, well stocked, and uh, to to a place where a, a daddy and, and and mother can bring their son and catch fish, or mm -hmm. an angler can go and catch fish. You're not going to go to a body of water very much if you just don't catch fish. So our goal is to uh, improve the waters of these existing lakes, uh, manage these waters uh, with uh, uh, fertilization. Uh, cover, high-protein feed, which is essential, mm -hmm. uh, like shad, which run right real high in protein. Uh, even the pellet feed that we feed the bluegill, uh, we know for a fact that we can, for every one pound of, of feed eaten, mm -hmm. well, it's a one-to-one, -one, it'll increase uh, bluegill weight by one pound. So we'll have lakes in the state where you can actually catch 
uh, pound, pound and a quarter, pound and a half bluegill. Right. Uh, keeping the keeping the waters fertile and, and seeing that we um, to maintain uh, the fertilization uh, and high protein forage. So we have, like, like I say, the support of the state of Tennessee, Governor Lee, and we have the uh, knowledge of um, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, and we've got a guy that works with us that has been in lake management for a long time, started out in aquatics for TVA, uh, Tennessee Wildlife, and then he moved into fish management. Mm -hmm. And he works part-time for Luke Bryan in, uh, in Nashville, and he's done several of Luke's lakes and Blake Shelton's lakes where they're producing double-digit bass right now. Right. So the bass are a lot harder to control than uh, and raise than bluegill catfish, and then that's what we want. We've got some family-friendly lakes where you can take your children, picnic, and catch big numbers of uh, of these sport fish like yeah. bluegill and, and catfish. But we will have some uh, bass lakes that we that we're working on. The two lakes we're right right now that we're working on is uh, a lake not too far from where I live. It's over in Fayette County. Um, it's uh, Herb Parsons. Yeah. And Herb Parsons, as you know, was a trick shooter for Winchester for years and years, and he just lived up the road here at, over at Somerville, Tennessee. So they named that lake after him. And that is a state lake. It's a WMA lake, a wildlife management area lake. Right. And it was not on the chart. And I got I got with Governor Lee, and I said, we just got to have that lake on uh, we've got to have that lake, and it could be more of a pilot lake. It was the most fish lake in the state of Tennessee, the wildlife management lake of Herb Parsons, hmm. and it was it was it had gotten to be the worst, but it still had people uh, on holidays and various functions come out. There's always traffic out there, so the big big ramp, which only uh, you could only launch one boat at a time. You can launch seven now. Wow. The uh, the piers, uh, we built two gigantic piers, which will be standard on all the lakes we work with out of, out of uh, aluminum, uh, air, air, airplane aluminum. Yeah. And uh, the uh, bathroom facilities are going to be better uh, there. And the other lake that we're working on, it's really coming on right now, is Fall Creek Falls over uh, just south of Nashville, right. southeast, southwest of Nashville. Well, that's what's cool, too, so, here, is you, you've covered the whole state. You know, you've got lakes all the way across, yeah. whether it's uh, Old Hickory Lake or Kentucky Lake and then some of the smaller places. And then, of course, the great Dale Hollow Lake, where the, where the record smallmouth bass come out of. And then in the east, you know, Douglas and Norris and and uh, and Chick, you know, over there, Chickamauga as well. And, you know, it's really, it's really kind of great, everything that you guys have been able to cover in all of these areas that you've been able to cover. By the way, we only have a couple of minutes left but the luke bryan song that you did that bill danced the song he did i think that's fantastic i wish i got more commercial play the video is outstanding and uh you you, you look like you had a lot of fun being a part of that video oh luke's a great guy yeah he uh i used to go up to his lake and fish and uh and then he one day he was on the bus with uh several other key writers, mm. songwriters, and he, he's their tour bus. And he said, you know what I ought to do? I want to write a song about Bill Dance. <laughs> and they said, let's do it. So they started putting lyrics together, and they got back to Luke's place. They all went in and sat down and started picking and talking and picking and talking. Uh, and they'd sing a little bit, and they'd add a line, and they just they came out with it. Red Akins and uh, Dallas Davison, who does a lot of stuff for Blake Shelton yeah. and Luke, he's written he's written oh I think twenty number one hits. But they all got together and they knocked it out, and then we did a video on it. And I I was hoping that it would go 
it's on an album, but I I was hoping they'd do a single on it. Yeah, and they may still. Yeah, they may. It, it was good stuff. Bill Dance has been our guest. Bill, what a great legacy this is. The Bill Dance Signature Lakes. Uh, just Google Bill Dance Signature Lakes and you'll find it. Uh, you can also go to tnvacation.com and you'll see the link to the Bill Dance Signature Lakes. And Bill, very involved in these lakes as, uh, as well and does a tremendous job with it. Bill, I appreciate you so much as always. And it's great to catch up with you again. And uh, maybe I'll see you out of one of these lakes at some point. I hope so. Once they unfreeze, once they thaw out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, you stay warm and uh, have a great spring uh, when it when it comes about. We're not too far away. No, won't be long now. That's I'm for sure. Enjoying. Another season of fishing coming uh, soon. Bill Dance has been our guest. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, buddy. All right, we'll get a break in here. When we come back, Greg Hackney is up next. The Hack Attack. Talk about his preparations for the Classic coming up in March. We'll do that next right here on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action. The DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Rap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell. Boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails. Experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's Missile Baits. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And by the way, speaking of Phoenix Boats, our, our feature guest today is a guy who has been around with Phoenix since like the beginning. I mean, you know, when you think uh, of Greg Hackney, you'd think of Phoenix Boats. I mean, that's just the way it is. He's, he's been a part of Phoenix uh, really almost since uh, 2007 when uh, Gary Klaus, uh, you know, did the deal to, to, to buy Phoenix. So uh, he joins us now uh, on a day where we've had 26-year-old Cooper Gallant and 83-year-old Bill Danson, and we're right in the middle with 50-year-old now. Greg Hackney. Uh, Greg, does that sound bad to say 50-year-old Greg Hackney? It doesn't compute for you that you're actually 50 years old now? It, it's pretty crazy. I don't know how I got here, Tom. <laughs> 50 came real fast. <laughs> yeah, 19 years now with Bass. And, uh, you know, uh, let's just talk a little bit about um, the classic that is coming up at Grand Lake is a very fascinating article at Bassmaster.com about you going there for three days and just cruising around this place. And it's not like you don't know your way around there. I mean, you were, I think, 10th in in uh, the 2016 uh, classic there. You were 13th in 2013. So, you know, 10, 10 years ago or so. Um 62nd in the uh, in the elite there in 2018, so that wasn't too great for you. But uh, you went up there for three days, and you say you didn't have a rod in the boat. I'm having a hard time believing that, but is that the truth? No, that's the truth. I kept everything out. I just didn't want to get distracted. Mm. I, uh, you know, it's funny. As many times as we've been there, 
I've only ever been there on official practice for an event, whether it was in the lead or the classic. And so, you know, in three days of practice, two, basically two and a half, you know, I, I've never had a chance to really look at the whole lake. Uh, you know, you only really get a chance when you're practicing because you're fit, you know, because when you're practicing, you're fishing, right? You're not just looking, you, you know, you're actually going to do some fishing too. And so that just slows you down. So I was like, you know, I just want to go. I didn't want to go there and fish. I like grand, you know, I, but I didn't want to go there and fish cause I didn't want to waste any time. I wanted to spend my time riding around looking and, uh, uh, I pretty much wrote all of it. I wrote all of it with the exception of places I had spent a lot of time in. Anything yeah. that I'd spent a lot of time in, I didn't look at. But just to kind of get a feel for it and uh, water level was down. You know, it was not quite full. Um, and, and the new water level there, or the new pool, is actually lower than what it was when I started going there. So uh, just a uh, crazy thing um, on a side note there. I put in at the Wolf Creek boat ramp on a Saturday mm-hmm. and that day low fifties, I guess, which, you know, people in Oklahoma fish in the wintertime. Right. I was the only truck and boat that put in at that ramp on a Saturday. Uh, so I saw another bass fisherman, you know, boat on the trailer, never saw a bass fisherman on the entire lake. Now uh, what I saw a handful of crappie. What month was this? Was, hunters, was this in uh, January or December? Oh, this was in December, and it was actually at the beginning, end of, yeah, it was like the first week, I guess the first week of December, and uh, yeah, it was, I was blown away. So you, know, you know what I mean? I was blown yeah. and the whole lake was kind of not, it wasn't bad, I kind of enjoyed it, actually, but like, you just, I just rode for miles and never see, uh, maybe see a, see some decoys. <laughs> I, well, I was <laughs> thinking maybe, I was thinking maybe it was a college football Saturday, but not, at, not that, not in December. That would have been post, uh, and, and certainly Oklahoma wasn't in the, uh, they weren't in the, uh, big 12 championship game, so they weren't playing. So, uh, yeah, that is, that is kind of weird. It, it's interesting too, that you took that tact because, you know, they say that a lot of people think, you know, you need to take a big leg body of water, make it a small body of water for a tournament. You know, you, you want to take a, a, you know, narrow it down to a small area that you can attack and, and, and focus on and not be thinking about all the rest of it. But this, this idea, what you did here is you took a small lake basically or, and made it a big lake. You wanted to see it end to end, drove around it in the truck as well. Look at different shoreline things and everything. So it was kind of like a reverse mentality than you'll have when you get there for official practice and merch. Well, you know, the deal is I, that way it would be fresh on my mind. You know what I mean? It yeah. wouldn't be like I'm trying to remember from three or four years ago, however long it's been since we've been there. But I, I wanted it to be, you know, I wanted to have looked at the whole lake, have it fresh on my mind. Then when we roll back up there, it, you know, what? The, so the great thing about Grand is you can win anywhere on it. Mm-hmm. You know, basically it's a lake that has, you know, an, enough fish in any part of it to win the tournament. And, uh, and there'll be parts of it that'll be better for me personally under certain weather conditions. And, uh, so that's the other thing I was going to, you know, now that I've looked at the whole thing, when we get back there for the official practice and then be able to see, you know, what, how the weather's setting up, is it cold, is it warm, is it rainy, you know, sunny, whatever, um, that would kind of give me an idea of what part of the lake I would want to start in anyway, you know, to start my practice. Greg Hackney with us here. So many times Mm -hmm. I go into the classic blind. And, uh, you know, just showing up, you know, we're coming from other tournaments or whatever. So this time I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to like all my elite events this year will be important, but by far the classic is the most important. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, it's something I never try to take for granted making a Bassmaster classic. Cause I'll be honest with you, it gets harder every year because of new technology. The average age of our anglers are getting better at earlier age if that makes sense, yeah. you know, probably when I started fishing, you about figured somewhere, you know, that 40 year old range. And honestly, even up to probably 55, that, that seemed to be the period when most guys excelled. And, uh, now because of technology and YouTube and, you know, so much information like Bassmaster live, where you can watch a guy win an event and be doing what he's doing that afternoon. It has just really made these young anglers so much better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, what is this? This is now number 18 or number 19 for you in the classic. 
No, it's my 18th. 18th Classic. Classic. Okay, all right. Because, you know, I think of you like you've won everything but a Bassmaster Classic, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of Dale Earnhardt. You know what I mean? I think it was his 19th Daytona 500 when he finally won the Daytona 500. So, you know, you're in that that spot. Maybe this is going to be the one to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Let me ask you a question, too, about uh, you, you mentioned the technology. This is the first Classic at Grand Lake since forward facing has you know descended upon the world and changed everything the way the way we fish how much of an impact do you think forward facing will have at grand lake especially with the great you know the bushes and and that type of stuff that people will be looking at and the things that they'll be seeing how will it change the the uh, this event fishing the first classic there with the forward facing so forward facing sonar has changed our sport and it, it will be a factor in every event we fish this year. And uh, it, so it kind of goes back to this. The biggest reason it'll be a factor is so many guys will be using it. It is great technology. You know, I use the active target and uh, it's cool. I, I mean, even I have, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks because <laughs> I just, it's so fun to watch the fish. Yeah. You, you know, here's the deal. I, I grew up watching public broadcasting and you know nature shows national geographic and all kinds of stuff and I, it's cool people would video animals and fish you know and you get to watch that now it's basically like having a camera on the front of your boat you get to watch those fish swim around and, and see how they react to lures but I, I i think it'll just the biggest reason it'll be a factor is because so many guys will be utilizing it yeah um, you know because it's it's the end thing right now you know what i mean it's like the it's winning the popularity contest. Well, there's no uh, doubt. And and, but, and to see a guy like you embrace it, and I go to Jason Christie too, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd be thinking about Jason Christie with a spinning rod in his hand and forward facing and, and throwing little minnow baits and all that kind of stuff. But, but dang, I mean, even he has embraced it. So I guess if he can do it, uh, y'all can do it. And, you know, but the one thing that is still always will be the X factor is that a bass is a bass. So there's still going to be fish that have been doing the same thing since the beginning of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and it'll just be uh, basically what it done. We've always had lots of choices of the way you wanted to fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now we have another way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll, you know, it's, it's just one of those deals. The guy, when he gets there, he'll decide, you know, if that's the way he wants to fish, um, you know, here's the other thing about it that, and we don't, we don't really know how, you know, fish are, you know, how quick they'll catch on to it. Yeah. But, and in that part of the country, I'll be honest with you, there's probably maybe 1% of the bass boats that go to Grand Lake that don't have front facing sonar. So that's oh. the other factor. So here's the deal. If, if there's one patch of grass on the lake and it's full of fish and everybody's fishing it, you know, it, it gets beat up. So if everybody on the lake is using forward facing sonar, in theory, you're beating those fish up. Right. So, I mean, you just going to have to play that deal. You know, the first thing is there's no doubt you'll be able to see them on it, but I, I just, I kind of get the feeling that over time on heavily pressured lakes, they will get harder and harder. To <laughs> turn, turn around, turn around and run on you. Greg Hackney is our guest. We're going to take a short break. When we come back more with Greg Hackney, talk about the season that was and how he feels about the schedule that is coming up as well. Get a little winter technique out of him as well. You're listening to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. 
Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Money Maker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.store store. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage.com. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Squarebells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com. And start catching more fish. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Yeah, welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We're visiting with Greg Hackney, the great Greg Hackney, 18th Bassmaster Classic coming up for him, and uh, uh, an opportunity to add that to the impressive list, the Angler of the Year. He's won a Forest Wood Cup. He's done basically everything you can do in professional fishing. And uh, Greg, I got to ask you, too, right before you came on, we had Bill Dance. What a treat, 83-year-old bill dance and uh it's amazing he's so involved in this bill dance signature series of lakes in tennessee and what a treasure he is you know we're watching this uh this uh, great show that uh the series that bass has put out the cast and it's uh you know telling the whole history of bass you can't tell a history of bass without bill dance and uh, what a tremendous guy he's a big fan of yours so this is a crazy thing about bill dance is that he uh he doesn't know this but I made my, like, I don't know how many times when I was a kid watched Bill dance and be so jacked up about fishing, regardless of the weather, that I would wear my daddy out to take me fishing in the, in the wintertime, like when the weather was horrendous, because I had just watched Bill dance, just clean their house. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and, uh, the crazy, the crazy, real quick, crazy story about, uh, Bill is like, I mean, one of the guys who got me into bass fishing, he, you know, of course, he's the guy who got everybody into bass fishing. He's the most famous bass fisherman of all time. But right. So and I met him for the first time in 2004. It was my rookie season at bass. I had won the uh, rookie of the year, and I uh, went out to work a uh, uh, an event at in Anaheim, California, at Rick Grover's place, and Bill was there. He, We both came from Mercury. I uh, came from Mercury, and he did too. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the funny thing was, that's the first time I'd ever met him, okay? So I don't see him again personally for, I don't know, probably four or five years, mm-hmm. okay? Like, I'm not where We're at the Classic. He screams at me across the crowd. 
like he it, it is amazing his memory he never forgets anybody now he had met me one time yeah you know like and I, it's just it, it's insane it's like now if i walk into a building with him that was in 2004 20 years later i mean he it's like it, it's he, the guy he's found the fountain of youth it, yeah it, it's incredible that he still has that passion and love for fishing but yet he's just like and you know how many millions of people yeah. he's met in his career yeah. and to just like see me one time and four or five years later, like know who I am. It's yeah. But you're, like, you know, uh, you're Greg Hackney. I mean, you're, you're a thing. And when it comes to professional fishing, I mean, it's not like you can lose Greg Hackney. I'm nobody. Right. And, and I was shooting a TV commercial with him and Roland Martin and Jimmy Houston back in uh, at the 2020 classic in Birmingham was the last time I had seen him. And, and at that point he was 79 years old, 80 years old. And, uh, you know, when, when I talked to him earlier today and we were talking about setting up the interview and whatnot, right off the bat, he starts remembering all the details of the commercial shoot and how he broke a table and, uh, you know, on, on the, on the front of a, a pontoon boat that we were shooting a commercial on and everything else. And it was hilarious. And he, he just remembered it all. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much stuff must be floating around in his brain about this industry. And yet he can sort it all out, you know, and, and, uh, so it's one thing to not forget Greg Hackney, but I mean, he, he even remembered shooting a commercial with me four years ago. I mean, it's crazy. So how many bass has he caught oh. in his life? And <laughs> I just I've always wanted to know where he was fishing. You know what I mean? It was like, was he a gross savant or is he at these places? He would be at places where, I mean, everyone was a five, a six, a seven, and like it was nothing. And it would, they would never talk about like where he was. And I'm like, where the heck is this dude fishing that he's catching these kind of bass, he, you know, fish after fish after fish. For a long time, I didn't know that he could catch a bass that was under six pounds. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, fish he, and the, here was the other, man, I, I, you know, he came out with so much different kinds of baits, you know, yeah. throughout his deal. Or, or, but, man, I, I just remember these frog shows that he, just incredible blow, you know, just yeah. eight, nine pounders eating. I'm like, but like I'm telling you, when I was like six or seven years old, and it would be, and he, he and Bill Dance came on on Sundays. It'd be a Sunday afternoon, and the weather like we just had the last couple of days. Yeah. And I, I would be, you know, we had, I had three channels growing up, okay? Because I grew up way out in the country. We didn't have cable. Like, my parents had cable after I left home. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't offered in that part of the country. But we had three channels, but Bill Dance was on there. And I'm not lying to you. After I watched, I couldn't, I couldn't even stay still yeah. after watching the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people has he had that effect on make you want to go bass fishing? Yeah. And you know? that music, you know, yeah. you hear that, you hear that theme song and it's just, it's like putting on a, a pair of old sneakers, you know I mean? It's just so comfortable, you know, when you, when you hear that, oh. uh, that theme music of his, uh, as well. And, and as I said with him, if anybody has not seen the video of the Luke Bryan song that he did in the video, which is called bill dance, that's the name of it. Look it up and see it. What a, it is so fun. I don't know if you've seen it, but Luke Bryan did that song called Bill Dance, and it, it's a tremendous video. And Luke did it up on his lake uh, in Tennessee as well. So that's good stuff. Greg Hackney uh, with us here. All right. Um, talk about the season that was. I mean, it was a weird season for you. You had you really only had a, a couple of bombs in there, and, and and then you had some really good finishes as well. It was kind of like up and down. You, it's like you couldn't get a 25th or something. It was either you were, you were in the deal or you were, you know, having a hard time making a cut. It was kind of weird. It wasn't very consistent as it normally is for you. Yeah, the, you know, probably the biggest thing that burns me about last year, there were a couple places where I'm just really disappointed where I should have excelled, uh, and I did. And I had a couple bombs at places that, like, typically, I, I'd never finished out of the top ten at Santee. I had a bomb there and then went to Lay Lake and had a bomb. Yeah. And uh, just both deals were my fault, you know, 100%, just mistakes I made. And uh, those are probably the two tournaments that haunted me the most last year. I was just really disappointed in uh, in those events. But, you know, the rest of the year, again, it's up. so, again, because I don't take that for granted, anytime you qualify for the Bassmaster class, you know, I think I finished 20th and yeah, that's a good year. points, which, yeah. is, you know, the pack, but it's still, I can't, I always look at that because I used to really beat myself up a lot worse than I do now. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, still the main thing is, is just learn from your mistakes. You know, I guess 
I got to think about those. You got to think about those bad tournaments when you show up for an event you haven't fished yet and say, look, don't make these mistakes again. I'm too old for that. I know better. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, uh, yeah. And again, I'm going to give the kudos to the event, the guys we fish against their hammers, man. Look at the weights. Like it takes more weight now to draw a check than it ever has in the history of Bassmaster. No doubt about uh, it. And, you know, a lot of that is the technology, but a lot of it is just these guys are, they're good with the technology. They're just good in general. You know, they're, they're well studied. I'm sure there's a bunch of them right now at Toledo Bend. You know, this is the last week of uh, the pre-fish for Toledo. I mean, these guys, you know, they, they're hard workers, man. They, yeah. they, they get it, you know. Well, speaking of working hard, uh, Greg Hackney's jumping across to our side of the business. Uh, we're coming up on the first the St. Croix Bassmaster Open of the season at Okeechobee. I'll be fishing that tournament, and Greg will be a part of the TV coverage of it, the live TV coverage of it on, on Saturday, I think February 3rd. So he'll be talking about me instead of me talking about him. He'll be talking about me. Maybe not. Maybe he won't be talking about me, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, are you excited about going up to Little Rock and being in studio and being part of that TV? TV coverage with that goofy Ronnie Moore. Yeah, I am. But you know that the the cool thing about this event, you know, kind of it, it's going to jumpstart the year. Yeah. You know, basically it's the uh, the first event of the year on Okeechobee. You know, there'll be big bass call. It'll take big weight. Everybody's you know the first event of the year is always an exciting time just because that kind of sets the tone. You know what I mean for the rest of the season. So. Uh, you know, hopefully y'all have great weather and, uh, golly, my, you know, if I had, if, if there was top three lakes in the country for me to fish on Okeechobee's definitely would be one of those always been one of my favorite Florida being one of my favorite state top three states to go to and fish a bass tournament. But Okeechobee would have to be the number one lake in, in Florida yeah. you know, by far. No, I mean, it could be number one lake in the country it's a- you know i know the water's high now and but my deal is with okeechobee you know i've heard some grumbling you know about condi- lake conditions or whatever just look at the bags at the end of the day that's always what i go by regardless of how dust conditions are whatever you'll always have weather and water things to mess you up but more day in and day out consistently take 25 pounds plus there year round to win the event yeah. so uh, what an exciting place to fish. Yeah, those fish are still there for sure. Greg Hackney has been our guest. Greg, always appreciate you. I love kicking the season off talking uh, to you. And uh, I'll look forward to, I guess I won't be fishing probably that Saturday, but I will look forward to seeing your coverage on uh, FS1 of the uh, of the St. Croix Bassmaster Elite. And uh, wish you the best of luck this season. If I don't see you before then, I'll see you in Tulsa for sure. Okay. See you then, Tom. Thanks. Right, man. Appreciate Talk it. Talk to you later. Right, thank you. That's Greg Hackney. Now, remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Anglers page and you'll see Bassmaster Radio listed there. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.